0: Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple halls of fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it.
1: gentlemen we are coming to you live today from the ford f-150 raptor bf goodwrench jim beam kentucky bourbon studios and this is the bad medicine podcast we have a very special guest today you may know him as the Helsinki hellraiser you may know him as Ah oh, fuck! What did I have all written down, Dave? You have to edit that out. Anyways, we, we have coming to you, Rowan from the WWE. He is your tag team champion.
0: A little bit
2: of a tongue twister for you, huh?
1: That is I fuck that up so bad.
2: We're keeping that old thing. Yep.
1: Son of a bitch. think a Norwegian Nightmare was in there. Yeah, I had them all figured out today. I had a whole list I was going to use.
0: How did you miss How did you miss Scandinavian Powerhouse?
1: I know I missed... The, well, I had the Scourge of Stockholm, the Crusher from Copenhagen, the Helsinki Hellraiser, the Nightmare from Norway. I had all this great
0: shit and blew it. <laughs> and usually
1: I'm the one that does that. Uh, par for the course
0: for me. No, you usually do blow it.
1: Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this, this guy is knows be a, me too well. This is going to be a fun podcast. It's going to be great. Ah. So we'll start out uh, for our guests and uh, for our listeners here. Uh, Rowan, if you don't mind, uh, maybe want to give a brief introduction on kind of how you got into the wrestling business. And uh, I know you and I have talked about it a little bit. I always have a few good laughs. But uh, just kind of how things got started for you and uh, how you found your way into the WWE.
0: Uh, well, uh, I was in uh- college, playing some college football at the U of M Morris. Uh, a D2 school uh, known for being the loosening school in NCAA history. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were 0 77 before they finally decided to leave Division 2. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I was a proud part of that class. Do you hold any records there? Uh I mean, part of the part of the record for the losingest team in NCAA <laughs> two history.
1: Well, what position did you play?
0: Uh, defensive tackle. Ah, seems fitting. I used to be a lot faster.
1: <laughs> hey, we saw you chasing around Muhammad Ali all throughout the ring. You kept up pace with him, all right?
0: Um, no, but uh, I was in college and I got a respiratory virus, and I was watching, you know, pay per views and. Uh, ended up going to a couple of wrestling shows, uh, one of which was a rock and roll Buck Zumoff show.
2: <laughs> buck Zumoff.
0: Yes, and uh, during the show, it was at a bar, and they let people get into the ring.
1: Oh, imagine <laughs> that nowadays, <laughs>
0: and not so even me, kids. Me and my two buddies, who were a little inebriated and ring. <laughs> Was one of Mason uh, Quinn? Oh, no. We, we got we, we got to sign uh, a waiver. Not even a waiver. It was basically just, <laughs> hey, 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 it's 25 bucks. and we'll do commentary, and you can wrestle in front of the fans. It was a steel cage match, and you cut a promo.
1: <laughs> can you tell us about the promo?
0: Oh, the promo was great. It's like, <laughs> you ever been in a wrestling ring before? I was like, this would be the first. Many times, and that was it. And that was the
1: Five stars from Dave Neltzer, I hear. Oh well, I'm just glad that uh, Buck Zumov had his lawyer there to to draw up the paperwork for you for the uh, for the way. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was
0: on loose leaf paper. And... I, I think I think I landed on my head once during the match. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a match. I would uh, I would I would just call it. What was those nicknames? A nightmare. Yeah, yeah the, the Norwegian the nightmare. Norwegian nightmare. But, you know, I don't think the people in the the audience could tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so you so
1: what you're saying is that the, the that wrestling show that you had your first break on may have left a bit to be desired.
0: Uh, well, we were the main event. <laughs> we went insane. on after the main event.
1: So you but were so sure was, so good you didn't no even idea. need training.
0: That's amazing.
1: Top star from day 1.
0: No, but then I, I went to another show and uh, there was a bunch of guys working on it uh, and uh, I it was Eddie Sharkey and Terry Fox for putting it on in St. Cloud. Nice. And that's when I talked to him about possibly trying to get into training. And then I went in Minnesota. There was a place called MPW, uh, the sheriff and the shifty. <laughs> I was I was I was there for a little bit and then. Uh, There's a little bit more stuff with, uh, Terry and Eddie in the garage. (laughs) Yep. And then, uh, that was kind of my introduction into wrestling the first couple of years, 2002 to 2004.
1: You know, the funny thing with the garage is that, uh, you know, you weren't really able to work on, well, suplexes and body slams really that much due to the low ceiling and being like 6'10". I imagine that, uh, gave some difficulty for you as well.
0: It was, it was hard just running the ropes and having somebody do a <laughs> drop down.
1: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so you were doing the Minnesota Indy thing for a while and, uh, you know, uh, doing pretty well with that, I assume, um, staying busy. Uh, where did you go from there?
0: Uh, then uh, in two thousand. I think it was 2006 I did a, a camp with Harley race and then uh, in 2007 from that camp I was selected to go to pro wrestling Noah in Japan uh Basawa's promotion and uh, I basically lived there as a young boy in the dojo and lived in Tokyo for three three months doing a couple different tours
1: And what was the culture shock like for there? I mean, obviously, you're a big guy, got to eat a lot of food. I mean, how did all that work out for (laughs) you? It it,
0: it was a a complete shock, and no one really put on that they knew how to speak English, even though they did. (laughs) Just made made my life a little bit harder. (laughs) But it was definitely an experience that uh, I think shapes me as who I am today, so. No,
1: absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of guys who would be afraid to take that risk and, and you know and to take that jump and, and to, you know, it's like going to another planet because we've, we've talked to a couple of guys who have, you know, spent some time in Japan, and they all say the exact same thing you're saying. It's just like another world, you know. It's totally culture shock. I just can't believe they think a white redhead isn't in Japanese in
0: any shape or form.
1: That didn't have the language down. I don't know. <laughs> Surprising.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think that the toughest thing uh... – out of uh doing the the dojo there uh was being away from my son i had a a newborn that i basically had you know raised on my own since he was two months old yep and uh so i left him when he wasn't even a year old so it was it was really hard to like leave and then come back so like he couldn't walk uh when i left and when i come back it. So this little guy just walking towards me. So <laughs> it, was, it was it was tough, but then it was right there. I kind of knew that I kind of have what it takes if I can be away from him that long. You know.
1: Yeah, if you can do three months, you know, it's, all it's in one, Yeah, I, I would have to think that's probably the hardest part of any pro wrestler is being away for any great amount of time, such as yourself, especially with being now on WWE.
0: Yeah, but uh, at least I I. I get to be home yeah as opposed no, to being gone. Sure. I mean I'm mad respect for all US military and they have to be gone for you know long stretches of time away from their families to protect us so uh, that was just a little taste and it was tough yeah. I couldn't imagine <laughs> no, putting your life on the line and you know
1: yeah and being away absolutely
0: yeah, so mad respect to them.
1: Yeah, so you, you wrapped up things in Japan. Uh, well, I guess let's talk about Japan a little bit. Maybe talk about some of your matches you had there. Um,
0: you yeah, know. so I was there for three months during summertime. So it was from like uh, June to September. Trai- training almost every day. I think we had Sundays off. And then uh, when we were on tour, obviously, we would wrestle You know, most days
1: and you guys would just, like, because, uh, like, I heard stories, you know, about the, the buses or whatever. You guys would just load up and go from town to town in the buses. Is that still how you guys were doing it?
0: Yep. And uh, since I was a young boy in NOAA, I wasn't allowed when we would go on tours to have a lot of Americans over. And I wasn't allowed on American bus. and I had to be on the Japanese bus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Does you even
1: fit on that bus?
0: Oh, I mean... It's like a plane. So 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 comfortable for a man my size.
1: (laughs) No, like it's uncomfortable for me and I'm only six feet tall, so I couldn't even imagine like for you how how uncomfortable that's gotta be from time to time.
0: (laughs) You you get used to it. (laughs) Yeah you kinda (laughs)
1: figure I was just gonna say, Oh, you figured some stuff out, but I guess not. well and we'll kind of cover uh i wanted to talk about you know the road schedule and all that stuff a little bit later here but um so you wrapped up in japan and then you came uh came back to the states and how did things kind of progress from there did you stay busy in the in the indies or were you already kind of looking at, at bigger things
0: uh just the uh, more of the indies i like i said i was still a single dad when i came back Harley wanted me to go live in Missouri, and I, I couldn't do that. So I kind of lost my contacts out, out in Japan because I wasn't keeping in touch with Harley, okay. who, oh, who was my who was my contact out there. So just kind of Minnesota indies and some Wisconsin indies with. With you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that when you started beating Mason Quinn's ass or what? Uh, he never beat me. I tell you about the time <laughs> he was, I powerbombed he was this guy?
0: I, he, he, was, he was always the champion. I was just always the guy to come over and put him over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we drew money, baby. We drew money.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think you blew it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're probably right. <laughs>
1: So then, uh, talk to us a little bit then on how you then ventured into NXT.
0: Uh, so, uh, I got a regular job. I worked at, a um, before, I, um, when I got back, I was working at a government center just, uh, doing, uh, like the courthouse in Minneapolis, working there as security. Uh, you know, job was good benefits, but I was still wrestling the weekends. So I had a bug for it and, uh. I ended up doing a Norwegian reality show uh, in like 2010 um, oh. called Old for Norway. It's kind of like The Amazing Race, um, but it's all in Norway. The goal is to win a bunch of cash and meet your Norwegian family. And uh, that was on Network TV over there. Um, so it was my first, like, kind of like, cool thing I got to do outside of wrestling.
2: How'd you place on that show? Uh,
0: um, uh, I placed, I think, I'm trying to think how many guys were left. He won, I made ladies it, and gentlemen. I, he I, won. I, I made it to, uh, the seventh of eight episodes. So I got kicked off right before the finale. Okay. Where they got rid of like three or four guys. So I think I, i just like to say I made it far. And, uh, but not far enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. I was just gonna say so I, I did that that show and um, when I got back um, I was just wrestling we can still having fun but obviously still had the, the bug to do something but didn't really know how to get into it and then um, I found this thing on FCW Florida Championship Wrestling had a website and it said FCW com. And basically, it was like a, you could fill out your own bio. Instead of sending a tape in, you send like an electronic video of a match, and kind of like a bio. So, you know, um, I taped I taped a match and uh, sent it in. And uh, maybe like a week later, I got a call back. And they wanted to fly me out to Florida for a week-long tryout.
1: Nice. Boy, the, the days of uh, sending in tapes to get noticed. That's right about when it yeah. probably came to an end.
0: So they flew me out. I did the week tryout with, uh, you know, Steve Kern and Dr. Tom. And uh, I felt good about it and went back home and, you know, didn't really know exactly what to expect. But another week later, I got a call and got offered a contract to move out to Florida.
1: Is that when you started growing out the beard?
0: Uh (laughs)
1: <laughs> 'Cause how
0: long did it take you to grow it that long? No, I, I worked I worked uh, corrections and uh I worked at the security for, you know, Minneapolis government center and couldn't really have the long beard, so uh I think once I once I once I got signed I just started growing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Stop trimming it, you know.
1: So uh we're looking at a time frame of roughly two weeks then from the time you, you filled stuff out and, and got the uh, call to go down there and then heard back and then got offered a contract about two weeks, huh?
0: It was really quick. Made me wonder why I didn't try it sooner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh every, everything happens at the right time, so i'm sure it was just timing for my for my sake.
1: no absolutely that seems how things work out that way you know usually you're uh you know you find out when you're ready or you think you're ready and then you know get a little bit of a life test whatever you want to call it and then things seem to work out um what was kind of uh your time down in nxt like obviously you know People who have been watching NXT know it's really kind of blown up lately in the last couple of years. Uh, what was it like when you were down there?
0: Cause, yeah, you were well, like so, in there. So, so you got to remember, I went down there during the FCW days. So yep. it was still on cable access, just in Florida. Uh, we did the coconut loops every weekend, uh, which would just be going around all of Florida and Tampa. Okay. And this is before the Performance Center. Um, actually I got called up to the road before the performance center even opened. I think it was like the, maybe like two weeks before it opened is when we were actually already on the road. Oh, wow. So, but, uh, yeah, we were there for the whole process of, you know, FCW closing Dr. Tom leaving Bill Devont coming in, uh, Hunter starting up a thing in full sale, uh, called NXT. And then, uh, Obviously when I debuted it, it was kinda like a, a hectic thing that it they it kinda just threw me in there. Uh didn't have I didn't have gear or anything made for <laughs> what they had planned for me. Um uh, basically I went into my trunk and I I found it, like uh Old pair of green, like farmer overalls. <laughs> you must have had that those from your time in your Wisconsin. I was, sewing, I was sewing them every week the first few weeks on NXT until I actually found a pair that fit me. <laughs> uh, but that yeah, was a very last minute thrown together thing. But things happen, you know, at times for reasons.
2: So yep. you just make the
0: best of the opportunities you get. And uh, it was kind of cool, you know, because uh, we were part of the first NXT tag um, title tournament um, when they. We lost that tournament in the finals to Oliver Gray and Neville, who were the first, Pac, who were the mm-hmm. first uh, NXT Take, you know, champs. And and we got those from them to become the second, you know, Take Champ holders. So <laughs> it, was, it was cool to see it kind of grow to what it is now. Be, you know, this is before TakeOvers yeah yeah I mean it's
1: yeah that was really in its infancy, like you were saying did they have uh plans for you know for for the whole uh Wyatt family right off the bat or did they just put you guys together and it kind of grew into that
0: um uh, it it I think it kind of just morphed into into Because like even when we were filming the vignettes uh to go on the main roster, they weren't even sure if they were gonna have uh me and Harper. You know, with Bray, if it was going to be the Wyatt family, you know. Okay. And then they brought us the day to film the vignettes, so then it become like, okay, maybe we'll be going on the road. That's when we found out. Oh, nice! Because <laughs> we were we were told by Bill Demott that we wouldn't be going on the road with them. Okay. So I I don't know if it was a last minute decision or what, but like even the day of filming, I brought I had three different masks. I never wore the sheet mask in uh, NXT.
1: Okay, that was that was purely in WWE then. That's interesting. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask. So, us, whose so idea was
0: we, that? When we filmed those first vignettes in in my in my trunk, actually had a a sheet mask that I had kept from an old promo um, oh, nice. during our promo days. In classes where i tried a different bunch of different masks like a pig mask a clear mask that was cut up <laughs> with lip, with lipstick on it
1: uh, oh yeah, that would have been perfect <laughs>
0: no so, but I, I i i kept that mask and we ended up using it and it just added this factor to the group
2: so when you were down in fcw who in well kind of nxt too there a little bit who helped you out the most when you were down there as in like teaching and etc
0: Um, Dr. Dom had, had a lot to do with stuff. Uh, Norman, Smiley, uh, Ricky Steamboat helped out a lot. Those are just names that come to my head right away. That's
2: cool. How much creative process did you have, uh, you know, with your character as kind of coming building up was like a 50, 50, or they just kind of pitched a bunch of stuff at you or you pitched a bunch of stuff at them. How did that kind of work out for you? Uh,
0: it was basically all just pitched to me. And then, uh, then I started to try to morph it and pitch my own things, and then things just took a different turn. So, no, that's pretty cool, though.
1: Was it a little while that they started to like gain trust in you that you started to figure out the character yourself? So they just let you kind of have free reins on it at all?
0: Uh, Oh, I, I. I don't, I don't, I don't know because uh, the character didn't really speak too much. So basically, what you saw <laughs> is uh, is I like I know what I was, yeah, you know? and yeah, I, I try to portray it as best I can with given, you know, well, the that's, opportunities I have.
1: that's always our big thing is we always want big men to be big men on TV. We don't like the if they're big and bruiser, we don't want them to be like clowny or. Like that, so like, yeah, yeah. You didn't talk much, but it's because look, you're a big badass. Why do you need to talk? You just need to go kick ass, walk to the back. You're fine. Everybody talks. <laughs> <laughs> talks too much.
0: It gives, it gives me a headache.
1: <laughs>
0: you know how many times I got to hear Quinn talk and talk? And talk oh, how good that. he is. Oh. Strong he is. <laughs> But well, when it comes time to it, he's just not that strong.
1: Not so Haven't you ever heard he's got a 54 inch chest? I think <laughs> it's like every time he comes into my house, he's got to say that. And I'm he's like, always he told gotta, me.
0: he's always got to put over how heavy he can lift on incline. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, he missed one of our podcasts because he tried deadlifting too much. Ah, see, I knew, I knew the podcast was going to turn into the "Let's <laughs> fuck with Quinn" show.
0: You know, <laughs> so, I gotta so, have. so, what was if you don't mind me asking, what was too much for you?
1: Oh, well, this is when I was uh, I was going for five hundred pound reps on the deadlift. <laughs> you, you know, were,
0: you were doing five hundred pound reps.
1: Well, I, I was trying to. It didn't work out too well.
2: <laughs> he missed the uh, podcast, uh, the one that we had an interview with Jim Ross. That's when he threw his back out.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, nobody's perfect. So it's, it's 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 you know, I know that uh, you're you're on the independents or you used to be. Uh,
2: He's retired.
0: I didn't I didn't know that uh, you would miss, a you know, a podcast staping. Because your back was out. I'm sure your voice was. You could lay down. You could be icing. I, I would have had to
1: drive, though, Rome. I mean, you got to understand. I, mean, I would have went
0: been... out a few times, and I've gone out and wrestled. I'm just saying. Oh, oh the gauntlet
2: has been laid down. Uh, that's <laughs> th- that's <laughs> why you're
1: there and I'm here. <laughs> we didn't have our sponsored Raptor yet where he could lay on the bed of the truck all the whole way down. <laughs> that's true. We didn't have the Raptor yet.
0: In in fact, in fact, it's, it, this is bringing back some old memories, Glenn.
2: Um, Let him out. Remember, Let him uh, out. I
0: think it was two thousand five. I had a herniated disc. I in remember my that lower back, and I was still wrestling on the Independence, and I believe I wrestled you.
1: Well, it's because I took care of you. It's like it's like wrestling a feather. You didn't have to. You didn't have to give him a three D. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So just so just just remember my sciatica and me wrestling you as you uh, as as you sat out of that podcast.
1: <laughs> well, if I if I remember right, I I laid down the seats in the Explorer so you could sleep the whole way to the show. So don't say I ever didn't take care of you.
2: I gotta ask, Rowan, uh, did he still have the uh, the moniker of the Minnesota Lawnmower back in your day with him? <laughs> I've not heard the medicine.
0: <laughs>
2: See, that was just some
1: <laughs> bullshit. I don't even remember who made that up. I think
2: it was Benny McCoy.
1: Yeah, it probably was.
2: <laughs> it's funny though.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the funny thing with with Rowan back in the day, and I and since we're since we're doing this right now, I'm just going to jump <laughs> right into it. The, the the funny thing with Rowan back in the day is, you know, imagine I want all of our ge- uh, viewers and listeners to imagine. You're on the indies and you're seeing a bunch of guys who, you know, half of them probably don't look like they belong there. The other half look pretty good, and then you see this like 6 foot 10 monster come out, you know, up front right in front of you and you're seeing this guy, and what do most of the bookers do? Ah, you know what? I think I'm going to have him lose to a guy that's 5 2.
2: <laughs> oh my.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's just say uh I don't know. I I didn't agree with a lot of the booking uh, for the big man here.
0: I mean, uh, you had more pull on those Indies than I did. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't have opened up your mouth then?
1: I I think I was trying to put myself over (laughs) Stop letting that five foot two guy beat him. Let me beat him. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it'll be great. I'll come out and uh, take like seven finishers, and I'll kick out and beat him with a roll up. No, and you'll beat take fantastic. eighteen super, super kicks, kicks
2: and forty two knee strikes to the head, and still kick out.
1: Rowan, how good is your super kick?
2: Um,
0: so I've I've, I've done one super kick <laughs> in my career, and it was on a, a European tour, and. Uh, I threw the super kick after I tore my groin.
2: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all.
0: But I, I, I threw it after I tore it. So uh, it, got wasn't high- the smartest. it wasn't the smartest in the highest of kicks.
2: <laughs> so maybe a potato but got but thrown it did, out.
0: But it did connect. Nice. <laughs> did See, you I got the one, the... two,
1: three on it?
0: No, the guy fell off the rink. <laughs> <laughs> Which gave me time to crawl over and take my partner because my groin was pulled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speaking of injuries, uh, you just kind of reminded me that I can't think of too many guys that I've heard of. Um, now, this isn't just me putting you over, but, dude, you are one tough bastard, and I've never known anybody to work through injuries the way you have. I mean, except for the time we were running sprints behind the gym and you blew your hammy out. <laughs> but other than that, I've never known a guy to work through injuries more than than you do. Whether it's torn biceps and groins and knee injuries and everything else, um, I guess c- kind of run down for the folks uh, some of the injuries you've
0: had. Uh, besides the hernia in the back from carrying you in the mat. <laughs> well, of course, that's a given. <laughs> As Rowan
1: was deadlifting six hundred pounds. You know. Pussy. No, I've, uh,
0: I've, I've uh, torn my ACL, uh, torn my right uh, distal bicep tendon, uh, had a tear of my rotator cuff, and uh, I've had a tear of my distal left bicep tendon, so I'm kind of bionic, I guess.
1: <laughs> no kidding, but yet you still power through, it seems, every time. Well that one where you tore the bicep did you finished the match right
0: oh yeah both 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 times actually when I, when, <laughs> oh, I tore, uh, when i when I tore my right bicep I finished that match and then uh when I tore my left bicep I finished that match and then I wrestled another match uh, next next night
1: so do you have to like tape anything up or What's that? Well, because I'm like I'm imagining like you tear your bicep, doesn't it usually like ball up by your shoulder or whatever? Like, did you have to tape anything up or what'd you do? Oh yeah, it it balled up quite a bit. (laughs)
0: Jesus Christ!
1: It just made you look like you had like 24 inch arms, right?
0: Pretty much. It's really really (laughs) awkward looking.
1: (laughs) Oh man!
2: So then you, you obviously you go from FCW a little bit of NXT and everyone from there. Should know if they're WWE fans. Oh, what happens next? Thank God we next.
1: transitioned to bear from burying me. <laughs> oh God! No. So right before WWE, did you have one more match with Quinn that you buried him? Or yes. <laughs> yes. go on, Dave.
2: No, we were just kind of wondering. Now you you get up to the main roster, like, and you kind of said they were kind of wish washy on you guys. And how did that finally come to? And then you know, how did they say? For, you know, did they lay out a plan for you guys from there?
0: For the trio. What is this for?
2: Sorry. Oh no! When, right when you got up to the main roster
0: do they have a plan for us
2: yeah because it seemed like they they brought you on and i was just kind of curious if they had like a plan for you guys going from there or was it just
1: well because you I had mean, mentioned about bray i and mean, wasn't sure I mean
0: what they, they had the, they had the plan with bray and then they had the plan uh you know we we basically is his feud with kane his feud with with cena you know we were all there with that and then kind of we did the uh the sh- us versus the Shield for a little bit. So they had they had plans creatively for a little bit. Then they broke us up and had no plans for me or Luke. I yeah, because I,
1: I remember them bringing you back as uh, that like Survivor Series team, where you're like a good guy, and it just seemed like nobody was really buying into it.
0: I bought it into it. Well, yeah, I, I know you did, <laughs> obviously. But,
1: like, the fans, they were like, oh, they were kind of like
0: confused about it the whole time. Uh, when I came out and I was announced for it, they were starting to buy it. And then, uh, after my my hard hitting uh, stairs match, <laughs> <laughs> I, my first big feed is a baby face. Uh, it didn't go quite the way I wanted it to, and that was kind of the end of my babyface run.
1: Okay, well then, um, I had a question about this. Then too, what was like your experience that you had at WrestleMania with The Rock? Uh, uh, I was just asking about this the other night. <laughs> oh boy. Well, well, because yeah, we know it was it was what it was, but just like to be in the ring with The Rock, like how what was that? For
0: you, like how? I mean, you know, I looked down at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> he looked up at me. <laughs> we had a moment. <laughs> I think the bell rang, but I couldn't hear because there was over hundred thousand people there. I was Maybe just going to say he had more experience that night and was able to hit me with his finish. <laughs> I, was a little, I was a little distracted. I, that's I knew totally it. understandable. I knew it. First, first, I didn't think he was so small. <laughs> <laughs> Second, there was a lot of people I couldn't hear the bell ring.
1: Well, you know, they put him next to Kevin Hart all the time just to make him look big, I think.
0: <laughs> so that's my answer, and that's
2: what I'm sticking to. <laughs> boy. Well, you know what? Enough with the wrestling. We have some fun questions coming up. Uh, so the question that I always ask Quinn this and how, for a, a big guy like you, how does the schedule, like your road schedule go? Like, how do you get your sleep? Do you get enough sleep? Like, how's your food regimen? You know, the gym time? How does that all work out for you?
0: Uh, usually, uh, so we'll land, we'll, you know, like early afternoons, uh, maybe like anywhere from 11 to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. The the day of a Saturday, you know, live event. And so we'll we'll land, we'll go to the gym real quick, might get a bite to eat. Um, there's a pre meal uh, plan thing I like to use called Trifecta uh, that you can get online. Uh, and they prepackage your food, so they make it really easy. You can go to a gas station, just, you know, use a microwave, just carry around a cooler with like six or seven meals. It's first couple of days, you know. You
1: don't carry Ems, around just uh, like a dozen eggs and eat those raw, <laughs> <laughs> or have a triple pound burger with lettuce leaves for buns. Um,
0: I mean, if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Especially, you gotta yeah. do
1: what you gotta do. I just heard that actually, was a actually, meal at I'm Cassidy.
0: At extent, I'm at an extent of this day right now, and I actually bought two dozen eggs um, with the purpose, you know, like I wanted to cook my food <laughs> while I'm on the road. <laughs> and uh, I checked into the hotel, and uh, lo and behold, they did not have a spatula, and they do not have a frying pan. They said that they're all out. Oh, so oh my. So now I'm stuck with two dozen eggs and uh, some, some, some ground turkey that I'm going to have to try to cook somehow. Huck those eggs out the
1: window pan. at cars passing by. <laughs> oh, no, I've seen this man eat a dozen eggs raw out of a coffee cup.
0: Oh.
1: It was tremendous. It, t- it tastes like milk <laughs> i said to rowan i'm like you know they got protein bars and beef jerky there too <laughs> well because that was always my yeah. wonder with a guy your size with making sure you get the proper amount of food
0: no it's 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 it there's plenty of waffle houses around the country <laughs> awful houses and they got they got they got chicken and
2: eggs <laughs> and that's all you need yeah. protein chicken brother. And
0: eggs Chicken what they, they call chicken steam, some steamed hash browns it's, it's a it's a man's man's uh, breakfast right, well,
1: well and i suppose with all the meal services and things like that it really never has been uh easier to make sure you get in all your you know
0: all your food yeah, and everything. usually yeah we'll do we'll we'll do that we'll uh always find a place to eat go work out at whatever gyms in in the town that you're in uh and then you yeah, usually head to the arena a couple hours before the bell time hour and a half before bell time.
1: (laughs) Quinn is usually five minutes before bell time. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then after the show we'll we'll probably drive anywhere from three to five hours.
1: And is that the same when you guys will do, like, you know, like the live shows, like your Smackdowns and Raws? Are you leaving directly after the show, driving? Um, for
0: those shows, those shows have catering, so, you, I mean, I know you know that. Yeah, yeah, they have that. But, but I
1: mean, for, like, the driving. Do you guys ever stay over the night if you're not, maybe well, I suppose you would, maybe if you weren't booked the next day or whatever. Do, do we what? Do you ever, uh... You know, like if, if Raw gets done or SmackDown gets done and it's, you know, 10 o'clock or so, do you ever leave the next morning to, to catch a flight or is it always like go, go, go
0: as, as soon as you can? I usually like to get to the town, so I go, go, go. Okay. Uh, like uh, it was a – I wasn't on Raw this week. We didn't have a live event, so uh, after the show on Sunday, I instead of having a normal uh, – Five-hour drive. It was an eight-hour drive. They mm. offered to fly you, but I did not want to have two flights and small planes from because it's a small airport. Yeah, I didn't want to have two small, you know, flights with a long layover. Yeah, I and mean, you, you probably. I'd rather drive. I'd rather drive eight hours.
1: Yeah, because well, and you probably get there quicker, anyways. Between you know the waiting, the layover, the
0: you know everything
1: else, all the nonsense.
0: Yeah, plus what else am I going to do in the town? Like, exactly. I'm going to work out and eat. And that's about it. Exactly. You can do that anywhere. There's no concerts going on, so it's not like I could go out and enjoy myself.
1: Well, speaking of uh, concerts, you uh, you bring up our next topic on the Board of Truth. This man knows how to make a transition, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he had to get hit by 13 people in our production staff to be able to make this transition, but he did it nonetheless, folks. <laughs> So you, you you mentioned bands and, and things like that. Uh, you know what do you like to do outside of wrestling? Whether that be you know bands, movies, uh, you know whatever it might be.
0: What do I like to do.
1: Yeah, your, your type of uh, music. Where would I find uh, Rowan on a Saturday night in a big city if he didn't have to wrestle?
0: I don't know, man. Where would you find me?
1: I'm probably thinking. I'm thinking uh, the clubs, just you know, dancing away, <laughs> you know, showing them the moves, doing a little little disco inferno mixed with <laughs> uh, mixed with Das von you know, Kid. You know, he's if, doing if, the if Alex I,
0: right. If, if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not out with the kids, and uh, it's just me and the fiance, we'll we'll go out, you know, nice restaurant, uh, bar, have some shots, go see a good show. We like we like anything metal rock. Actually, I did. We, up, we We. I'm trying to think what the concert was we went to. We went to a Cindy Lauper Rod Stewart show. <laughs> oh, Nice. And C- Cindy Lauper, she's pretty good live, but uh, Rod Stewart's
2: hilarious. Really? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I would have never guessed yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, expect
0: that. So Rod Stewart has all these young, you know, women that go on stage like with their instruments, and he's like, "Please put your hands together for these." <laughs> Beautifully attractive women behind me that can kind of play instruments. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's a spot. I remember, I remember looking here. at my fiance. Like, did he just say something to that effect? That was very offensive. And everybody's cheering.
1: <laughs> Rod can do no wrong. In Rod, we trust.
0: Yeah. We left a little early. from that. <laughs> we had to hit the bar.
1: So what's your like go-to band that you like to listen to then?
0: Uh, my go-to. Yeah, like, um, you're in the car, you need,
1: you want to get something.
0: Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Amon Marth, uh, and Tear. Oh,
1: nice. And, but uh, you I got do to recommend
0: go... a good Ale Storm. Not Hail Storm, Ale Storm. Ale, not storm. Not ale storm. storm.
1: Like the beverage. Well, oh, I'm so drinking nice. an ale right now. That's your fourth one. Fifth one, you've had enough. <laughs> Quinn, I, I think you would like them. Yeah. Well, yes. I don't. You listen to some of that that hardcore yelling metal stuff, and I always feel kind of awkward when it's on.
2: <laughs> he was just telling us telling us that they before have,
1: you
0: got they, on. They have, they, they have a big hit out called "Fucked with the Anchor." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! I, I think maybe you should play that as an outro. I think uh, people would appreciate it.
1: I'm thinking. That, well, I'm thinking that that, that could be uh, maybe use that for children's. Uh, Entrance sure. music at, like, baseball games and basketball games. You could probably use that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and the next kid up to bat comes out to that. Oh, for sure. Well, you got to do a little bit of work with uh, with one of your bands here recently, didn't you?
0: Uh, yeah, I did a music video. I uh, set of three of them. Uh, in L.A., we did a shoot uh, for the band, the Marth. Uh It was uh, – I, I played uh, Thor and uh, – Josh Barnett, he played uh, a Berserker who uh, had Thor's hammer and uh, killed hell.
1: <laughs> so what's the experience working on a music video versus you know, being at a wrestling show?
0: Uh, a lot of sitting and waiting, um I guess it's pretty much the same as wrestling.
2: <laughs> it basically is a hurry to wait.
0: Yeah. He... Yeah. Hurry. Hurry to wait. Shoot your scene. Wait. Shoot your scene. Wait. Uh, pretty much.
2: Pretty much. What it is.
1: Nice. <laughs> uh nothing changes. It's all the same.
2: So with your workout with Sheamus, we actually watched that. Did you uh, plan? Did. For... We did actually. I, I was, was impressed. Quinn actually stole some moves from you.
1: <laughs> Didn't help the injury though. I tried. That, that I passed on I the just, rolling machine.
0: Maybe I should have put a video of me deadlifting.
1: <laughs> should have. It could have been informative.
2: <laughs> that's actually probably, what I was watching. I was probably to be the deadlift proper technique. Don't, don't,
0: don't want to hurt his pride,
1: though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that's what he does. That's what he does. Hey, how's your incline bench coming these days, buddy? <laughs> All right. The next it, time you're in town, you guys are doing a liftoff. Well, it may well, have taken him tearing both his rotator cuffs for me to win, but damn I mean, it, I mean, I'm gonna I mean, win. I mean,
0: I've, I've 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 torn three of the four muscles in my arm, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but, but I'm sure I can still you know lift probably more than he can. <laughs> That's why
1: I said next time you're in the Fox Valleys, you'll come to the Bad Medicine Studios gym <laughs> to lift and have a liftoff. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Quinn, Quinn will take it all serious. He'll be, like, training for a month. Trying to, like, I will. I'm going to have one of those. Levels up. And I'm... I'll just come in. I'll probably be sick. My back <laughs> probably will be out. But I'll still come in and do it.
2: <laughs> hey, Rowan, did he tell you about the marathon he did that he did not train for?
1: Uh, I don't think I mentioned that to him. No, I... you got to yeah. tell him
2: Tell him the story quick.
1: That was the one thing he didn't brag about. That's right. I didn't brag. So, uh <laughs> couple years back, boy, probably, what, eight years ago? maybe Good eight years. Maybe nine years ago. Uh, I was talking a bunch of shit about uh, marathon running and how it's easy. <laughs> and how pretty much, you're, you know, if you're in any kind of shape, you can run a marathon. You don't even really have to train much for it. So then I found myself uh, signed up to do a half marathon in Milwaukee. And, uh, let's see, I think I, I maybe ran 10 miles before I did it. And... Uh, <laughs> went down there and just crushed it. I finished and everything.
2: Tell them the aftermath, though. Be, tell, tell them the shoot version, not the gimmick version. Okay, well, the, the, the shoot version is...
1: Everybody fast-forward so yeah. you don't hear this part. You're a the, Quinn fan. The, the shoot version is my knees were about the size of basketballs when I was done, and I thought I could have ate an entire cow.
0: So you didn't, you didn't finish?
1: Oh, no, I did finish. Yeah, I did the full, uh, full half-marathon. Mm.
2: It was and, 24 uh, hours after the marathon where he couldn't feel oh, his wow. knees.
1: Huh. yeah, it was, it was a little rough. I, I, I don't understand running. I, you know, I don't get know,
0: it. You know, you know who did a marathon? Uh, Mitch Paradise.
1: What does he weigh like? Two twenty now? Uh, for the folks who don't know, Mitch Paradise is a legendary Minnesota independent wrestler. Uh, all six foot six, two seventy five,
0: jacked of him. No, he's still he's still the same. The same really Whoa. he never he never does change but he's running marathons that wow.
1: guy's had an amazing physique for like 20 years it like hasn't changed <laughs> and a hell of a nice guy i will add in as well and i always, I I always enjoyed... thought he
0: was older than you but you know judging judging <laughs> from your physique <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! well since
1: you've been ripping on so much on quinn
0: uh what are some oh, of your don't, favorite don't tell pranks? me don't tell me you guys feel bad for him. oh no
2: no 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 no, no, I... no no
1: no 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 we're just we're just trying to get into the next question but you can still go back to rip feel free as as you to, want to
2: feel free to ignore every question we got if you just want to bury oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> son of a bitch hey, hey hey
1: diamond dave and i both have a shovel to hand you as you know so but uh we we're going to ask you about pranks any what are the greatest pranks you've
2: Seen, been a part of. I, yeah. I'm assuming you guys got to kill some time by amusing each other. So, usually pranks are usually the best. You way usually to go. go
1: to the other wrestling like, hey, Let me tell you about this guy named Quinn. <laughs> Holy shit!
0: <laughs> so, actually, uh, no, I've I've never <laughs> been I've never been pranked or pranked anybody else.
2: No way for Do real. What for real? Ah, oh. Smart guy. I uh, see. <laughs> smart guy. How'd that
1: work out for you two guys? <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking
2: white milk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Fucking manila.
2: All right. There has to be at least, because we do a segment on here, Rowan. It's called Pet Peeves. At least so. I Do you have any pet peeves of, you know, in the ring, it could be the gym, it could be the airport, grocery store, whatever?
1: You know, maybe indie guys who just can't let it go. (laughs) Uh, People who can't fucking drive. The gym.
0: The gym. Let me get started on the gym. All right. This is going to be good. Settle in, folks. All right. Pet peeves at the gym. And this just goes from today. (laughs) Why in the hell... Do people find the need to set up camp at, like, a bench press?
1: So when you yes. say camp, do one, you... Do, yes. do,
0: do, do one rep of, like, barely any weight and sit there on their phone for, like, five minutes. And then <laughs> they don't do another rep bench, but they have a, cur- a curling uh you know, like easy bar next to them too. And they do like five reps of that. And then they sit down again on the bench and then they grab a different thing and they do it. there, <laughs> like, they're doing a circuit training, but they're not benching.
1: <laughs> they're just using the bench as an accessory. So then, so so then
0: I have to be the guy that has to do a bench day. And there's five benches being used where maybe there's two people actually benching. And the other three people are just sitting on doing circuit training and not using the bench. So then I have to take and make my own bench at a squat rack, which (laughs) I despise because then I become that guy. Ah, The bench and the squat rack. (laughs) So I'm hurrying through blasting through my workout. (laughs) Because I don't want to be the guy that I have the biggest pet peeves about. And then another thing is, when you're sitting at a machine and you're in between your sets and you're not doing, like, supersets or anything, and I'm hovering over you and say, hey, can I please get in, don't say, oh, I got six more sets. You know? <laughs> said, yes, sir. I'll let you in. If somebody's standing next to me, I always say, do you want to get in with me? Do you want to get in?
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was just a uh, gym etiquette. Common me off
0: more than yes. somebody saying, no, I got six sets left to go. You can wait. <laughs>
1: I'm I'm always the one that like I'll see them working out and I ask them but I never get in with them I just I don't like getting in with them because like I might need to change something that they're doing.
2: <laughs> I just can't another imagine thing,
0: another thing that pisses me off. <laughs> preach, let, preach. Up. If let you're, it if out. You're, if, you're, if you're if you're in the sauna, <laughs> I understand some people they 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 go in the sauna they're naked. I get. It. <laughs> But put a damn towel on <laughs> your ass.
1: It's so hot in there; it sanitizes itself. God damn it! Come on.
0: Because I don't really feel like you know sitting in the same place somebody else's uh, beans have been. <laughs> you know that's Gwen, yeah. I'm talking to you. <laughs> hey. That's I no, that's a new
1: it. That's purely fucking speculation <laughs> on your part. <laughs> We'd ask for video proof, but why? (laughs) Yeah, I never understood the whole naked in the sauna thing. It's usually for old guys. Uh, The older they think they can just get away with it. I'm old. Who cares? Now I'm going to
0: go on to restaurants.
2: Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. Let it it rip.
0: You're on the couch. Go ahead. So I get people are having a bad day. I have bad days as well. I have fans that come up to me some days. I do not want to say hi to them. (laughs) I'll give them the sad look when they want a picture with me. But I give them- <laughs> hey, the
1: last picture I took with you, you gave me the sad look. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah, I could see the dead in
0: your eyes. If, I, if you ever take a picture with me and I'm not smiling and I look like death, it's because I'm giving you the sad I'm having a bad day, but hey, what the hell, let's take a picture. So when I'm at a restaurant and I'm very hungry and I want to eat, And I have uh, a server who's very upset and doesn't want to be serving. (laughs) (laughs) I always try to smile and look at them and say, hello, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I just get very upset when they don't want to be at work and I just want to order my food. And they just sit on their phone, and it takes them, like, five minutes to come over to you to ask what you want to eat. And then as soon as they get there, you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to drink. I'll, just, I'll do it all at once. Mm-hmm. And then you get a sigh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which you think would make their job easier. Yeah.
0: It's even it's even worse when it's not a sit-down restaurant, and when it's a fast food place, and they're even worse to you when you, when you say, uh... Hey, wait, there's cheese on this hamburger. <laughs> no, I, I ordered... I didn't order it with cheese. Ugh. <laughs> really? They do that to you
1: when they're like looking up at the ceiling at you? They're doing that. They don't even look
0: at you in the eye when you take the money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just sleepwalking you're through a, life.
0: You're at a, a drive-thru, and they just put their hand out, and they say, 536. And then you put the 536 in their hands, and they don't even look at you. <laughs>
2: oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, what's your thoughts on people chewing really loud with their mouth wide open?
0: Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm fi- I'm fi- I'm fine with I'm fine with that. Yay! Yes,
1: we yes. got a winner.
2: I'm, I must be the only one in the world that hates that. Well, and
0: since we're
1: talking about the the chewing, uh, Dave, <laughs> should we talk about your other? Dave has to ask every guest that we've had on the podcast here what their thought is on the overuse of super kicks and knee strikes in the wrestling business i know we were kind of going off on pet peeves there but this is one we always well, this could have be a, a need to bring peeve.
2: up well yeah i don't know what your thoughts are well, on it but he's thrown I, it's just, one it's, <laughs> with a torn groin <laughs> it's all right just, it's just so overused it ugh, i don't know i don't want to get on tangent <laughs> i thought i thought we weren't going to talk any more wrestling <laughs> Yeah, hey, Quinn. Oh my hey, pet, you hey,
1: know my who who, who, who botched it? It's Your buddy Quinn.
0: Somebody says something, but then they go back around and they, they don't mean it.
2: It's uh, <laughs> not the worst.
0: Hey, we're not going to talk wrestling no more. Hey, I got a question about super kicks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Mason Quinn. Oh, those
1: guys are the worst, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, like they're the shits? <laughs> <laughs> ah, hell with them.
0: Was that a Quinn question?
2: That was a Quinn that was, question.
1: That was full-on Quinn. Yeah, but you ask it every uh, time, Dave. <laughs> no, I said we were circle. getting it's away from it. Full circle,
0: circle Quinn.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's not my day today, I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> You're disappointed yet again.
1: I am. I'm, just, I'm handing the money over and not even looking today. Just phoning this one in, I guess.
2: I get, you know, one thing we were kind of circle back to is, like, with the, the T-shirts that you wear now, how did that come about?
0: Um, uh, they just put me with brian and they asked me if i like if i had any flannel shirts because i guess they <laughs> wanted me to dress like them
1: seattle grunge
0: and uh i always like had like the masks that were kind of like i had those all made like they were like kind of like if i was going to be in the background it would like be something to pop out show some personality through like different masks that i had that i had made so I was like, "Oh, well, I'm going to Show some personality. Oh, what about bands that I really like?" So, oh, yeah. that's cool. Nice. I think the first the first shirt shirt I wore wasn't even a band shirt. It was a Tom Savini shirt.
2: Hmm.
0: My There's, my uh, co-host shirt. When's, the, when's
1: looking... the Mason Quinn shirt gonna be worn? <laughs> that guy never had one made.
0: You know another pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Ego maniacs. <laughs> That's directed at you, Quinn.
1: Whoa, come on.
0: I've had to listen to that jackass for years.
1: Go on and on. It's only been, what, it, what is it, 2019? So it's only been like, what, 16 years you've had to deal with me?
0: Just always putting yourself over,
2: <laughs> giving him slaps on the back. <laughs>
1: oh, he was Barry Horowitz before Barry Horowitz was Barry Horowitz. <laughs> You know, If you don't put yourself over, nobody else will, I guess.
2: Rowan, if you could see the look on this man's face right now, he's just speechless almost.
1: <laughs> oh, and I had a really good dig for you two guys, too, and I totally forgot what it was. I got oh. thrown off my game here. Is it
2: the Eddie Murphy line from earlier? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. Baby, baby, baby.
2: Gwen, you know. is your back okay? <laughs> the back's 100%. You're really,
0: you're really blowing this interview. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the back's a hundred
2: percent right now. <laughs> uh, well, I think we could let you get back to your night, sir.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say thank you to our well, guest. Well, 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 what, we what?
2: should ask him, you know, where people can find him for oh, social yeah, yeah. Well, media. Jesus You're pointing Christ. at me to wrap it up like I always do. <laughs> You're like Quinn, just you know,
1: end it. No, you gotta yeah. help our guest you know, out. His
2: fans want to know where he can be found. I at. mean, he's
1: barely known you right now until that. he gets on the Bad Medicine podcast, <laughs> then everybody will know him. All right,
2: hey Rowan, for all our listeners,
1: where can they find you at? How oh, was that? Cheesy enough?
0: They can they can find me on the USA Network on Friday night. Yes, <laughs> Actually, I'm live.
1: So you're uh, so there's no social media out there for them to follow you on. I know that's here kinda... we go
0: again with the social media crap. If you if you got Instagram, it's at, at Eric Redbeard <laughs> because I'm Eric or I was on WWE television and I have a red beard. What happened to the Eric? Uh, I believe a Viking has it. <laughs> 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 it's phenomenal. <laughs> That's awesome.
2: <laughs> uh, Straight and to the point. Okay, am so on Instagram. Twitter about- at
1: Eric Rowan. Nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right. So, I would like to say a big thank you to our very special guest for taking the time out.
2: I have to thank you also, sir, for giving me uh, tickets along with Mr. Mason Quinn over here for my first bachelor party at SmackDown in Green Bay. That was a blast, so thank you very much, sir. We appreciate Yo, the, that.
0: The tickets were for you. <laughs> I don't know why Quinn decided to go with. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, Dave only had eight ounces of beer, <laughs> while Quinn and I each had two gallons of beer.
0: Did, he, so. yeah, did
2: Quinn tell you about the purple ropes chant he was getting heat for by the announcer? <laughs>
0: Are, are you guys uh, from? Uh, you guys are from Appleton, Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> so, am I to believe that uh, the three of you are going to be attending Dolph Ziggler's comedy show in Appleton one of the two nights in the end of July?
2: It's a very strong possibility of that, yes, sir.
0: sir. With special guest Hornswoggle. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, you mean the man that told me that Mason Quinn cried
0: after he got hit by a ladder? <laughs> at the <laughs> raw that was owned
1: by trump <laughs> except he had to retract it though
0: that 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 that, that does sound like a guy i know <laughs> big big crier big big
1: crier <laughs> an emotional guy that not, not only
0: a canadian whis- whiskey connoisseur but oh a, but a big crier
1: jim <laughs> jim beam whiskey sir i'm gonna get you to turn the page Tried had, so much I, over I, one I,
0: stitch. This, this is a true story. I, I had a an old uh, neighbor, um, in an old uh, duplex I used to live at, and uh, the neighbor took quite a liking <laughs> to uh, to our good friend Quinn there.
1: He did. It was kind of scary. <laughs>
0: he did.
1: I'm not gonna oh, lie. He. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Sorry, I
0: didn't mean to jump in. So I'll let him tell that story off the air. But, uh, yeah. I believe believe that night he made a friend for life.
1: (laughs) Well, I've never met anybody who, the first night you meet him, starts talking to you and says hi and then says, uh, hey, do you guys want to see my guns? And then brings down, like, six pistols and just throws them in your lap.
0: (laughs) I think this is the only guy I ever, ever knew that, uh, thought he was really muscular.
2: <laughs> Which one, Quinn or the other guy? No, he thought Quinn was very muscular.
0: <laughs> didn't you didn't, didn't flex for him?
1: <laughs> well, I figured what? if he's going to be there, I might as well give him the show. <laughs> no, How oh else my. would he have gotten six guns thrown in his lap? Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't wrestle him in your front yard, though. That was somebody else. <laughs> What happened to this? Uh, this, this, oh, it's just this is just gold. This is awesome. This is gold. Uh, never heard much from that guy, though, did you? <laughs> he moved. <Yep. laughs> yeah. he, he, he didn't last long there, I don't think. I think he moved to Appleton. Oh, uh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> he, I know where he lives. He lives next to the Quinn Estate.
2: <laughs> He's speechless. He is just speechless.
1: Because he, he looked at me like I finally figured out the Pythagorean theorem or something, you know. <laughs>
2: Nah,
0: oh. no, he just got back from getting a restraining order. So yeah, that's, like, that's probably why Quinn's speechless right now. I, I think
1: I am. Well, you know, you meet the nicest people in uh, in Hudson. <laughs> I'll tell you. <ya. laughs> Quinn thought it was weird. He always wanted to give him a hug when he said hi. I only met him I would the like one to time.
0: Thank the both of you for giving me this opportunity to uh, basically. we thank you anytime you you want to come back you are more than welcome opportunities to do it actually i do every time i see him yeah uh...
1: (laughs) i gotta say you're really letting it rip this time though buddy thanks a lot
0: (laughs) i'm laying it on thick hey buddy
1: well you know what you've been great this was awesome for us and you yeah know, we
2: appreciate your time and the burial of Quinn
1: and you know just the gratitude you've shown us as well as I you know I guess Quinn
0: you know we've greatly appreciated it and, and Quinn Quinn yes sir I owe, I, I owe you a beer <laughs> I feel
1: bad that your back's up. No, it's it's totally fine now. I'm I'm ready to rock. Well yeah, you I'll gotta put get... on those I'll put one of those constriction bands on my neck and I'll show you how to party. <laughs> you got to get him a beer so he can ice from the inside.
2: You're you uh, you're, you're, you're good to go. So Let's give him go. his time back so he can. Go Thanks eat. for having me, guys. All
1: right. Thank you, Mr. Eric Rowan. You can find him, like he says, on the WWE Network, on the USA Network. Tune in, watch him kick some ass doing wrestling the way it should be done. Ladies and gentlemen, for myself, Mason Quinn, Diamond Dave Damone, The Answer Andrew, this is Bad Medicine, saying good night. Hey, what's up? It's the ODB, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Boom!